This is Kramer Financial Talk with Jim Kramer of Kramer Investment Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Jim Kramer provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. So listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Kramer Financial Talk with Jim Kramer. Welcome back to another episode of Kramer Financial Talk. My name is Jim Kramer. If you'd like to hear more information about our show today, for listeners in Wisconsin, our Lake Geneva phone number is 262-729-4128. For listeners in Illinois, our McHenry office is 815-331-8096. Feel free to reach out to us on our website, www.kramerinvestmentservices.com, spelled K-R-A-M-E-R. And while on our website, you can view the past couple of our shows by clicking on both the media library and radio tabs and subscribers to Spotify, Apple and Google podcasts can view all of our past shows. Feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions, if you'd like to schedule a face to face meeting or a Zoom meeting. We're here to help. So over the last several weeks, really, throughout this year, we've talked about uh, almost to uh, nauseam the stock market and the bond market having really, really bad years. Yeah. Uh, but today we're going to switch gear. We're going to talk about long-term care, what you should know. But before we get into this, I'd like to introduce you to my co-host, whose football team has been very lucky this year, <laughs> Mr. Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing? I knew you'd mention something about that in the show because I was really giving you a hard time before the show. Uh, and yes, you uh, were. Yeah. About the, about the bears in the pack, but my Vikings are doing well. Uh, yes, we uh, didn't play a great game this past week, but we won. We managed to win and, uh, that's what counts, right? I mean, there you go. So, <laughs> but you're, you're telling me you think the, the bears will be good in two years, huh? I think they're going to be better, <laughs> you know, probably. <laughs> You know, the, the Packers are struggling and they, maybe they're going to start to go down and, uh, you know, the, the Bears might be the next team. You know, um, I think and this is just me guessing here, Tony, I think the Vikings are kind of plateaued. I'm not sure there's much room for growth with that squad. I mean, I think they've got a decent quarterback. They've got some really good offensive weapons. And and this year it looks like a decent defense. I know for years there was a kind of a. Yeah. A strong defense and they kind of weakened a little yep. bit. It's a little bit better, but I, I think they're going to be competitive in this. I, I don't think there's any clear cut team that this I see. There County, really isn't. I mean, Philadelphia no. has been the strongest, of course, and then there's the Bills. But uh, the Bills lost this past weekend, so interesting. This could be a this could be a year for the Vikings. This is their shot, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. I I hope so. I hope so. We haven't we haven't really had a a game where we've dominated though, and we need that. Like you said, but hey, what are we talking about on the show today? Yeah, we're not talking football. Nope. We're going to talk long-term care. Yeah, wow. And, you, know, you know, this is an important topic, even though everybody, and understandably so, is focused on the economy and on the stock market and also the bond market. 
uh, we can't take our eyes off of some of our other financial planning goals. And uh, one of the things that can really train wreck a retirement is long-term care. Uh, now, there's some people who feel that, you know what, I've got everything taken care of, my my spouse, or I've got a, I've got a niece or a daughter that's going to help me out. And, you know, they're planning for it. And, and still today is there's a lot of caregivers that are unpaid. They have to, you know, quit their jobs and focus on their loved one. And it is emotionally draining. It's also financially draining for the individual caregiver. And to be able to have some level of protection against this threat so you can have quality care. Um, it's something where I feel a lot of Americans are not considering this into their retirement plan. And uh, there's a lot of people who we, unfortunately, we can't really plan for this topic because it, this cost is so expensive, but I I've met several people. Oh, it's outrageous. With, it just will not know, even if they really, really should consider it, they just don't do it. It's not a topic they want to get yeah. into. So. Yeah, it's true. I mean, uh, I, I can give examples here. I know you have a lot to talk about, but I thought I'd throw this out there. You know, I've been dealing with this with my own parents because my mother has Parkinson's and it's gotten so bad. Um, we had oh, to put her oh. in uh, long-term care because she couldn't get up and get down and go to the bathroom and things by herself. And Gosh. my dad isn't doing the greatest and they live about four hours away from me. So uh, he was no longer able to, you know, he can't stay there, be with her 24 seven on call. Hey, I'm sorry. So, well, time. yeah, well, it's okay. This happened about three months. She's been in about three months, but the cost is $6,000 a month for Gosh. her. And that's a, that's a state, uh, run facility. Um, and, but it's a good one. It's the best in the state. It happens to be in a little town near them and it's fantastic. Uh, and she knows people there and it's great. They have a great staff and, uh, you know, we, we checked it out thoroughly and we know other people who, have been there and are currently there. So that's a good thing, but it's tough. It's hard. Nobody wants to end up there, but the cost is, is crazy. And my mom and dad didn't have money saved. So, uh, the, the, you know, Medicaid, not Med Medicare doesn't cover long term right. care. And, and that's something I was going to ask you about, but Medicaid is covering it for her. Most of it. She had a little bit of an insurance that covers a little, like, I, I mean, it's literally like $300 a month, I think. Yeah. when this bill is six thousand but i also know you know a private good like you know um memory care facility or unit uh up here uh where i'm at it it costs twelve thousand dollars a month that's more of the average when it comes to private paying yeah. sources yes yeah. isn't that crazy it's really expensive it is and it's going to get worse unfortunately yeah um and you're right when it comes to to Medicare, it does not pay for long-term care. It says in the in these policies that Medicare will pay for 365 days of home care services, which some people misinterpret that to mean long-term care. Nope. It's strictly for rehabilitative type of care. So long-term care is when we get into a situation. And it's not full-time either. It's like, oh, having somebody come out twice a yeah, week to, exactly. to do rehab. It's rehabilitated Because my mom only. had that as well, and my dad did too when he had an accident, and that was covered by Medicare, but that's like twice a week, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and that's yeah, not... Yeah, you have a good background on understanding this, yeah. Tony, and I've been through this too with my mother yeah. who had Alzheimer's, yeah, and um, my, my grandmother had Parkinson's and Alzheimer's, oh. and both of them were in nursing homes, and so I got a good background of understanding yeah. it at a 
you know, younger age and uh, a lot of people who have not experienced that it's, it it's can be shocking. And you've, you've brought up some good numbers there. And this is something else I want to bring up. This is on the love, the long-term care, uh, long-term care.gov. It's a government website. It also provides very helpful uh, information regarding this topic. And it does state that the, uh, today a 65 year old has almost a 70% chance, actually a 69% chance of needing some form of long-term care during their lifetime. Uh, women uh, have a longer need for the care if they are somebody that needs it. It's 3.7 years on average, the length. Men are 2.2 years on average. Uh, only a third of 65-year-olds will never need any form of long-term care. And there's 20% of those individuals of the population 65 years or older that will need it for five years or longer, which would include both my mother and my grandmother and absolutely can train wreck the retirement for the surviving spouse. And that's where we get into the Medicaid laws, which vary from state to state. Well, yeah. And that's it. It does vary from state to state. And I know where my mom lives uh, in Minnesota uh, the state will come after my dad inherited money from his, his dad passed away. But then if either of them pass away, I might not get anything because the state will come back after those assets. Exactly. And a lot of people don't know that. And Medicaid, when they pay uh, out for long-term care, uh, that's not free. They will go after any money that you have or inherit uh, to pay for that. That's right. So the very little can be left depending on yeah. circumstances for the children. Yep or for their intended beneficiaries. It it destroys not only the potential lifestyle for the surviving spouse, but also the inheritance for the children. And it is very frustrating. Yeah, it can derail retirement plans for the couple especially. And obviously nobody wants to go into long-term care, and that's tragic. But it's tragic what the cost can do to the surviving or the, the spouse that's still living in the community. That's right. And then so you have home care services. Most uh, most type of long-term care is done at home. If it's just done for a couple of hours a day, the costs can be you know, manageable for a lot of individuals. But when we start getting into assisted living centers and the nursing home, we are talking about an extraordinary amount of expense. And for each, you know, for each state, in order to qualify for Medicaid to pay, you have to spend down your retirement assets. Uh, For most states, the guideline is if there's a spouse, you're allowed to keep 50 to $52,000 of your retirement money. Uh, Once you get down to that level, filing for Medicaid assistance, they are going to siphon off a portion of your Social Security and your pension. And then the rest can go to the surviving spouse. Uh, Medicaid will pay for care up to their what they call usual and customary amount. And that is going to be much lower than what a private paying nursing home uh, would want uh, to get. So it limits where you can go for services and it, and it all varies. You know, I know you're in a, your mother's in a really good uh, uh, nursing home, Tony, that's state run. Uh, there are many state run nursing homes where the care is not that most good. of them uh, <laughs> that I've experienced. So, so having the ability good. to have yeah. that care in a private paying source where you have freedom and yeah. you're going to get the best level of care. I mean, I think that's what I would want. Yes. I would want it at yep. home if I can afford it. That's the uh, ideal that's situation. Ideal. Yeah, it is. So that's where we get into insurance, Tony. And there's a whole bunch of different options there. It can be extremely confusing for individuals. 
But one of the biggest drawbacks and one of the biggest negatives I hear back from people are obviously one, it's very expensive. Very true. Uh, Number two, what if I never need long-term care? Well, the truth is the odds are against you when you say, what if I never need it? Only a third of people 65 years or older will never use it. And as we're an aging population, as we go into our 80s and 90s, our risk of long-term care becomes extraordinarily yeah, high now and it's gotten it's it's gotten gradually it's increased uh, because right. people are living longer which you might say hey that sounds great but more and more of us are needing long-term care toward the end of our lives and and some even before them but uh you're right uh two-thirds uh, of Americans will need long-term care at some point that's that's right. That's a that's so, a scary stat right there. So who is the best um, individual to really focus on long term care? Because it's not right for everybody. You know, there's individuals with millions and millions of dollars. And if if someone, uh, it, you know, husband or wife needs long term care, they've got plenty of assets they, to self insure this. Uh, now, it would make sense for those individuals in that situation to get the insurance anyways, because the benefits are paid out tax free. And uh, a person with substantial assets can afford to pay for the most expensive policy. And if they never need the, to use the benefits, they get a return of their premium. In some circumstances, they can get more than that, depending on the right policy. There's so many different options. There's the true straight long-term care insurance. There's the hybrid policies offered by long-term by life insurance companies where they'll never raise rates. You tend to pay a little more uh, for the life insurance option, but it can pay just as well as what you would get in a traditional long-term care plan with some better benefits in the event that it's not used. There's all different sorts. It's incumbent upon any individual to talk to the right advisor or insurance agent that represents these types of coverages to find the right one for you. So I'm not going to go into all of these different policies out there, but if you're somebody though, that is, you know, let's say you have half a million to $2 million worth of retirement money. There's a lot at stake here. Um, If you end up needing care for five years and with the average cost, we could factor in over those five years being at about $120,000 a year. I mean, we're talking about, $600,000 of retirement money down the drain. Plus, withdrawing money out of your IRAs, the government still requires you to pay taxes on those withdrawals. So it's going to be more than $600,000 that you would need in that situation. You might be up to $800 to $1 million that you have to pay. And that wipes out the retirement lifestyle for the other spouse. But there are Um, things you can do to prepare for the costs of long-term care. There are certain things that can at least help with it, right? There are a lot of newer uh, products being offered, solutions by insurance companies because the traditional long-term care policies uh, were too expensive for both the individuals and the companies. So now they offer, uh, you can add uh, long-term care writers to a lot of different types of policies, can't you? Yes, that's right. Life insurance for one. I see that in annuity plans, uh, the ability to use a lifetime income benefit and get some additional benefits for it. Uh, can be useful, uh, but there's so many circumstances as to, um, you know, how do we fund this type of plan? Because everybody's circumstance, as far as affordability of this, is different. So the agent can craft a plan. It's got to be a plan that provides at least some levels of benefits. If you're, you, if you got a plan and it doesn't pay very much, well, it's not going to do anything for you. 
So it depends on your circumstances. If you only have like, say, $100,000 in retirement money, well, it's it's great to want to, you know, take care of that situation with long-term care, but, you know, you're going to need that retirement money maybe for some other purposes. So directing too much into long-term care may not be a wise thing. And on the flip side, there's the individuals with, say, a million dollars that could would be absolutely perfect to have long-term care. It would be a very wise decision there. They're choosing not to because it's a topic that's not a lot of fun. We don't want to deal with that because that's near end of life. And everybody thinks it can never happen to them. Oh, I'm not going to need to worry about that. Well, I have people that say, you know, really morbid things like, you know what, if we need long-term care, we're just going to, you know, we're going to ride off a cliff or something along those lines. And and I I just feel like, you know what, you're, you're not taking the situation very seriously. And if, you know, there are certain people that should be, um, planning for it. It's an important part of it. Now, I am not one to to really push something uh, as an advisor. I might advise. I don't push. There's a big difference right, on you that. You advise and, them on what they can do and what the, you know, the, the results will be if they make one decision versus another. But in the end, it's their decision. Right. Now, there are other legal mechanisms which they can do still today to protect the money for the surviving spouse. Yes. And that is, you know, there are irrevocable trusts. Um, there's, it's, it could be also referred to as a Medicaid trust. Um, but this is where you have to take your IRA money. You have to pay the taxes on all of those funds, put it into a trust. Now, for five years, that money could still be accessible in that trust because they have generally state by state. It's a five-year look-back yeah. period where if you're gifting money out, of that, you know, if you gifted money, such as gifting money into a trust, gifting money to or hey, we'll children. give it to our kids, and then the state exactly. can't get it. That's not how it works. Yeah, within five years of filing for Medicaid assistance, if you have gifted money, whether to a trust, children, wherever, uh, the state can require that. Uh, well, if not require it back, but they can impose a penalty where benefits will not be covered for X amount of months. They use a math formula to determine the penalty and is generally speaking, it can be a dangerous thing to do, but if you're young enough, perhaps you can get away with that, but there's a lot of downsides to this. Right. And you don't want to wait to deal with it until somebody needs long-term care because then it's too late. Yes. Then they can get that money and if there's a spend down, right? That's right. You got that dreaded spend down just to qualify. And usually there's not going to be a whole lot left for the surviving spouse. You know, generally, most states have around fifty to fifty-two thousand is the amount that the surviving spouse can have for the rest of his or her life. Wisconsin's a little more generous; it's roughly about one hundred and thirty thousand. But once the um, person in the nursing home uh, or needing long-term care passes away, if that surviving spouse now needs long-term care, now the state can require all of those assets now be spent down all the way down to two thousand dollars. You can always keep your car in your home until the second surviving spouse passes away. I think you were alluding to this, but then Medicaid comes around for the estate and they will try to collect on all the money that they've spent on. So the answer is before five years before anyone goes into long-term care, you have either set up a trust or Mm -hmm. gifted the money uh, put it somewhere else, a, a special irrevocable trust, 
and dealt with, uh, I know you work alongside elder care attorneys to make this right. happen for your clients. And that's the solution to not lose all your money and your retirement funds to long-term care. If you wait and it's within five years of uh, you or your spouse going into long-term care, nothing you can do about it at that point or very little. Right. right? And there are some other options at the last minute we can do. Uh, create a lifetime annuity for the surviving spouse. Sure. It's very, very expensive. Not ideal at all. It, the whole premise when you get into these trusts uh, and setting up these lifetime annuity payments for the surviving spouse is to get the individual who's needing the care onto Medicaid quicker to protect those assets. But then we get into the quality of care. And Medicaid uh, facilities, by and large, because the money is not as, as lucrative, as private paying sources, the care is not going to be quite as good. Right. So there's, you know, you, I hate to say this, but you get what you pay for. It's true. You really do, uh, especially with long-term care. And that's right. the typical. I mean, my mother is in a very fortunate situation where she gets pretty good care considering that it's through Medicaid. Uh, typically, that is not the best care. And so yeah. uh, it is... Uh, it is unique that that happened to be a facility there and they're well staffed. Uh, and that's another thing. Most long care, long-term care facilities and memory care units and assisted living homes. Nowadays, uh, these uh, assisted living centers can be beautiful. The private ones are amazing, but right. they're costly and they're understaffed because there's a shortage on CNAs. My wife does that medical recruiting for wow. assisted living homes. And they can't find enough people. So I knew in the nursing field, there's always a lot of turnover to begin there with. Is. But I think with, with the pandemic as well, and I would think that there's the even greater stress on the system oh, right now than it's ever before. Terrible. I mean, it's they're offering, you know, paying tuition. You're they're reimbursing you for your tuition to come work for their centers. I mean, a lot of places are doing these things and they still can't find people. Gosh. But it's a tough job. I mean, yes, it uh, is. It's very stressful. Yeah, emotionally being a too. CNA, it's emotion. You get attached. My, my, I know this because my son was a CNA for a number of years, uh, even started his summers in high school and then went on. And that's how he got some uh, medical hours. He's studying to be a PA in Waukesha, as I mentioned to you, uh, at Carroll university. So, mm -hmm. um, it's interesting because he's seen it firsthand and it's hard work. Uh, and it's not that great of a pay, but they've upped the pay recently. Most places have, but they still can't get enough help. So it is, it is something you need a plan in place. And I know you've helped a lot of your clients deal with this. So before we go, let our clients know how they can get a hold of you to make sure that they have a plan in place. And if it's regarding other types of questions, you know, your investments or whatever, whatever the topic that you wish to discuss with us, if you are in Wisconsin, our Lake Geneva number is 262-729-4128. In Illinois, our McHenry office number is 815-331-8096. Feel free to reach out to us. We're here to help. All right. Well, thank you so much. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Kramer Financial Talk with our host, Jim Kramer. Thank you for listening to Kramer Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jim Kramer at Kramer Investment Services. Call 262-729-4128 
or visit them online at KramerFinancialTalk.com. Fee-based planning and investment advisory services are offered by Kramer Investment Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Wisconsin and Illinois. Insurance products and services are offered through Kramer Investment and Insurance Services, Inc. Kramer Investment Services, LLC, and Kramer Investment and Insurance Services, Inc. are affiliated companies. Jim Kramer and Kramer Investment Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representative representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.